0: This is a more of a social media conversation where it's, an, it's just an interesting time uh, where like, I've never given a, like a, a, a rat's ass about Twitter and all of a sudden I find myself on Twitter way more because it's the Wild West and they just don't, they're, they're not interested in telling you how to live your life or chase your dreams. If you want to see somebody put a bottle in their, in their hoo-ha, <laughs> you can find that on Twitter. You can also find some pretty photos by me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but can... Cupcake Du Jour has a
0: podcast.
1: And you are who? Tell us.
0: <laughs> who am I? Uh, I am Alan Amato. I take pictures of fancy faces and bodies for most of my
1: living. That's such a good way of putting that. Oh, thank you. Good job. Excellent. I'll type it out later Spons like a, a transcript, and then you can... Could... <laughs> You can use it, you can insert it into your bios online. It's good. People who already follow me will know, especially after the last month, because I've been sharing a lot of our catalog, I'll call it, but we met in, no, oops, I already forgot. When was it? 2013. 13, 13, damn it. And yes, that's right, because I thought it was 10 years, and you told me that my math was wrong.
0: (laughs) Just for a little bit off a year.
1: I still think it's 10 years. Because you have to subtract one.
0: (laughs) That's oh, yes, very true. I think maybe in Canada, uh, a decade is a little different. I
1: keep seeing it the wrong way. Um, Twenty thirteen, and that was kind of a happy accident. I was traveling, as I did at the time, with another photographer, who often uses your space, and mm. and I got to come along. And at that point in your career, you were shooting. You were doing a creative exercise: thirty nudes in thirty days. Yeah, that's true. You were the first creator i'd ever met who was participating in something um training like just to be better at their craft i had i hadn't met anyone in the space before that that applied almost like an athletic perspective Mm. in my mind to a purely artistic endeavor so that was like really striking to me
0: yeah that was really fun and it ended up being the genesis for my first book but also yeah that was those were really the first nudes i tried to take well. I'd taken a few naked pictures here and there, but I was mostly doing fashion at the time. Um, I didn't know that. a little bit of celebrity stuff. Yeah, I kind of, I think the nudes kind of, I just like it more because then you don't have to have a wardrobe stylist, a hair person, and a makeup artist. Oh, the truth comes uh, out. an assistant and everything else. You can just, I like being a one-stop shop.
1: only worked with you like that so i can't imagine it in any other way yeah yeah
0: that's true yeah i, still, I don't do much of that uh any, anymore there was also there was it was kind of a it's funny like shooting fashion is a little bit more of a thankless task than i think most people realize after doing it for pretty consistently for about four years and having i realized that at one point i had had like 50 some odd editorials to my name and had made maybe three hundred dollars what so it just there's just an it's very untenable to try and make that your career unless you have a trust fund uh because it's basically you're either making nothing or a hundred thousand dollars and it's like 0.01 percent of fashion photographers make that huge money and everyone else makes like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or you're just doing like trade trade stuff um so it's it's just kind of unsustainable
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so in essence that that 30 nudes project was your first like foray into nudes in earnest mm-hmm. and now you haven't really looked back.
0: I have not, although uh, I have been looking back with this last <laughs> book because I think I'm go- I think I'm going to take a little break. What I do well, I think, and almost exclusively, is studio photography. I'm uh, way out of my comfort zone doing shooting in environments and in locations. So who knows? I might think of some other yeah. generation, but for now, yeah, I think this last book is my last book.
1: So the books, or well, there's there's four projects that you mentioned. So we had Slip, which mm-hmm. uh, the images I shot for the thirty news process ended up in that book, which yeah. is a huge deal for me. I've said that before, but it's true. And then you did- Seraph. Oh which, yeah, Seraph. Which
0: was the partner book. So I wanted, I Slip was really, really dark, so then I wanted to do something really, really light uh, just as a, and do a companion book. Um, so that was how the genesis of that and how that came about.
1: And then, okay, that book, spoiler alert, I didn't actually shoot, strictly speaking, for that book. But I had shot with you, and then you sent me a message, and it was like it's not right to have the book without you in it. So I just, you know, adjusted the lighting or something that you did creatively well, we to had the l- other shot yeah.
0: We had luckily shot a few on white,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, whereas Slip was all on this kind of gray concrete background. Uh-huh. So even though it was still kind of darkly lit and not quite right, it was we we'd still shifted years enough to where it was on a white background so it still had that brightness to it yeah
1: which is so cool again like it it's never not um like novel to me to be included in your projects and and especially that one and and again like i i know that email off by heart because it was such a big deal for you to be like i wanted you in it so you are and then heretical fates
0: yes which i would say is my favorite because you got to pick your favorite card and then i got to put you on it
1: so cool it
0: was a fun little moment
1: yeah well, and, and there was more to that um, behind the scenes, like creative process, because you were looking for new and different collaborators, and, and my good friend T taught me tarot, mm. so you were able to also sit down with her, and then she shot for you, plus with her husband. Yeah. Um, and her dogs. And the dogs, and then, um, of course, you also shot Mm sash and um so yeah all of all of my favorite la people got to be in on that project in interesting ways so that was so nice and now here we are and by the time this comes out you will have launched and completed a kickstarter for your third in the series of books but fourth nude project as you're calling it skin skin how's that going um
0: it's good (laughs) i'm a little bit in the throes of it right now which Mm -hmm. means uh constant combination of posting myself and begging everyone else I can think of to post on my behalf, which is a little harder this go around, and Mm -hmm. by a little, I mean a lot. Uh, I think it's just a different environment right now, and people are uh, really mindful of what they put uh, on Facebook and Instagram, because the Stasi will fucking come for you if you, you know, one toe or one nipple out of line and you're done. So yeah, it's been a little trickier this go around. But the book is doing fine. Uh it's begging is basically my least favorite thing of all this stuff, but it's just something you like I've just kind of inured myself to doing, and I do it with any celebrities that know me or foolishly gave me their phone number. <laughs> um But yeah, this time I'm like over oh, ten. Like no one's uh, not not for models. Some models have been wonderful about it, but um yeah, the I think there's just not there's not as much of it. I hate to say this, and I don't, it's, I'm a fairly optimistic person. this feels a little pessimistic, but it feels like the like the generosity has gone out of social media, if that makes sense. I'm okay. not saying people are less generous. I, I don't think they are at all. But I think social media is less generous, and I mm-hmm. think it's because the companies are less generous, which is interesting that I'm having this thought right now, because it's like a very spontaneous thought, but it really, it's, <laughs> it really feels true to me.
1: Yeah, but
0: yeah, I feel like it's a very ungenerous climate right now mm-hmm. you know instagram will unless you're a, f- a fucking celebrity instagram will kick you off for one tiny infraction doesn't matter how many people follow you or whatever same thing with Fa- i mean it's really all just instagram and facebook but then commercially like disney owns the world and you know they're really you know all the stuff coming out about how they don't want same sex anything and they cut all these ama- some amazing pixar scenes because there's Anything that deviates from that white picket fence bullshit that doesn 't actually exist, so yeah, it feels like I feel like, like like feels like social media is a little bit more uncharitable than it used yeah. to be, which is a bit of a shame
1: yeah the the platforms are certainly guarded and gate kept, but maybe the users as well. I think as a model, I've experienced that uh, fear for lack of a better term, and I know my peers have where you're thinking, okay, well, is this the post that gets me kicked off? Yeah. Um, if if you haven't already been kicked out, and I have that same, times. and I'm not.
0: I the only reason I'm probably still on it is I'm not. Uh, I I'm not a model, and I'm not. I don't. Uh, contrary to popular opinion, I don't shoot, porn, but I do shoot adult actors and actresses, which I love because it gives them the opportunity to emote in ways that they typically aren't uh, accustomed to. It's, mm-hmm. um, but I think that, uh, for me, also is. Uh, it's an effect. I'm definitely. I'm hundred percent shadow banned. Like it's very easy to yes. tell. Yes, we actually tested uh, that. Yeah, we tested yesterday the and it. Proved it to ourselves. Um, you know, so it's it's interesting. So it's uh, yeah. I think it's just a it's a strange fear based climate right now where, I think like we talked about yesterday. What I find fascinating is right now it's really de rigueur to show off how kind of sexually open you are and you're demisexual and you're pansexual and you're bisexual and all the celebrities, everything's great, all the, every kinds of sexual, just don't fucking show it. <laughs> the moment you actually uh, illustrate how sexual you are. So it's just all about kind of parroting the words, I think, uh-huh. versus whether you are or aren't. But it's interesting how this like all this, you know, taking trying to take the stigma away from sexual sexuality and sexual orientation and to an extent, maybe you do as long as you're, like, super famous or it's an HBO show like Euphoria. But for everyone else, it's like, yeah. But then the moment you show it, they fucking, you know, yeah. put, put a toe over that line and it gets cut off.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it's out there and we're aware of it. And um, a name change from the powers that be from Facebook to Meta doesn't change um, the the environment for any of us. No. Um, It distances them from their own sins, but it doesn't... Yeah that's
0: well put allow
1: us any any further uh wiggle room with regards to those supposed transgressions so we're all
0: waiting for a new platform
1: well those of you
0: geniuses out there right make one
1: make one and also like you know i'm in la this week getting to see you because i've come in for a web 3 event nft la and one of i guess like the major thought processes at least amongst sex workers, with regards to Web three, is that there will maybe be a space for us there, and I say maybe because yeah. there's no promise of democracy, but you know it's being suggested. Um, and with regards to you know making a new platform, you know you have payment processor issues to worry about, or you have the app store. I don't know what um, it's like for Google users, but like mm-hmm. just trying to get your app and who it supports okayed by the powers that be so that you can get paid and or be seen is its own series of hoops to jump through right so then you move to something that's decentralized and you think okay well maybe we'll remove that gatekeeping we'll remove that barrier and yet i think it's going to take a lot of um, passion combined with craftiness in order to accomplish it Mm -hmm. because one or the other is not going to be sufficient you know so the hope is there. I think the opportunity is there for that sort of you know hallowed ground um, that we can step on again, but it's it's not here yet.
0: Mm-mm. Sadly, no.
1: It's not, and so that kind of leads naturally to the idea we landed on next, which was if with all the work we've done together, if we were to look at making an NFT, what might that look like? Where would we put it? Who would want it? Would anyone want it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's like a natural jump from if only there was an app that would work to, okay, well, let's let's try and experience, um, educate ourselves in something else and just see if it sticks. We shot something new yesterday and... By the time this comes out, I think we'll have had further follow-up conversations. I'll have had the rest of my experience here in LA and um, some some cool meetings in, in that regard too. And maybe maybe people will be hearing this at a time when they're also open and willing to try something different as a, as a patron or as a subscriber or as a fan too. Because if they're already comfortable where they are scrolling through whatever app is native to them, it's a big jump to ask them to add a new app to their repertoire. Yeah, for
0: sure.
1: Yeah, let alone and technology. new technology. Yeah,
0: new technology, new uh, monetary system sometimes, especially with, the, well, at least for NFTs are concerned, it seems.
1: Yes, yeah. certainly, yeah. There's there's all of those ecosystems and, and tokenomics and things to consider. And it's so foreign to so many of us that I don't think it's unfair to be um, concerned or, un, you know, unsure. But... I hope that if the right kind of talent or the right kind of personalities make the jump, that people will will come with them. And I think in the case of you and I, there's, there's a legacy sort of there where like we've shown, we work together and we produce a certain caliber of product, yeah. but also you have this vast experience with crowdfunding and it's, it's a similar language, I think. People I know have hired you or looked to you as a mentor in that regard because Kickstarter is not for everyone and, mm. and it isn't easy by a long stretch. The, you know, the GoFundMes of the world where you get the money no matter what are yeah, very different. Easier. Yeah, to Kickstarter. So would you say, like, did you have a mentor to bring you into that realm or did you just figure it no, out? No, I just figured it out.
0: But I think I, I, I smartly, albeit inadvertently, I st- well, I started with a really small... Project when Kickstarter was still kind of a baby in 2011. And it was just uh, prints for this charity, Parkinson's charity that I was working on, but I craftily asked a lot of my celebrity friends if they would um, be in the charity photo shoot, and most of them said yes, because charity is lovely. And so I got to do this fun combination of donating my time for charity and doing all that work for free and then i just as an as an experiment i just threw eight of the prints on kickstarter and that was it it was hey do you want to buy a print but kickstarter doesn't allow charity so i couldn't say it was for charity i just said it was kind of part of a charity which it was and then and i think you know and i, I asked for like eight grand and i think i made nine and most I didn't make very you know I think I maybe made like a thousand dollars like most of that went to like printing and shipping and all that stuff and it also paid for me to actually like fly to the UK and and give the the charity all the pictures and everything like that so it was it was charitable in all but name I just couldn't say charity on Kickstarter which is kind of funny
1: yeah Um, but do you think that that was a grab for people like a, a salient point they were like I don't necessarily in 2011 know very much about Kickstarter, but I'm willing to participate because the end goal is like I share the values. Yeah, I
0: think the value part was nice, but also fundamentally, it was the it was my first lesson in Kickstarters. If you get Neil Gaiman to post what you did, and he has a million and a half followers, the odds are there'll be like 20 people who will buy a print of uh-huh. a million. And okay, in that case, it was sort of Neil and Kevin Smith, and they all. It was at Amanda Palmer, and I think it was interesting. It was probably like a combined 10, 10 million people translated to like 100 prints. I
1: mean, I guess <laughs> that's if the you... the metric.
0: Like, it, it feels like... Is that the, the
1: metric or is that your master class? Where you're like, here's the secret, <laughs> have celebrity friends. <laughs> I yeah, think I it's more that. than that.
0: No, but I, I think it's not celebrity friends. It's just being able to... So, none of my nude... Pro, I mean, actually, very sweetly, Neil posted about Slip the only I think really the only book he posted about it It was quite lovely I think but I think it was also right after I did him like a really big favor but man it was kind of fascinating he'd be like Alan's got a book on Kickstarter and I would just watch like like the donation just shoot up yeah um so it's kind of surprising those guys aren't with the exception of Amanda really going to talk about a naked project uh unless they you know unless you're really really lucky but uh, for me, it was always trying to engage the models as collaborators mm-hmm. in that, so to just be like hey, if you wouldn 't mind posting about this, if you could share the link that would be great if you can 't even if it 's just tagged me that 's just trying to get the eye, trying to get all the eyes on the project um, and the result is hopefully I can like make you a really nice artifact uh, yeah and uh, and you 'll and you'll like the end result and mm-hmm. and and i 'm also very Open with my photos. There's a lot. Uh, most photographers I know are really uh, protective of their imagery. I take the opposite philosophy. I am very unprotective. I will just just everything is yours. You can have it all. If you don't like anything, I will delete it. I'm not going to be an asshole about it. And I'm, I feel like I'm weirdly really in the minority in, in that regard. Yeah. The only thing I'm really cagey about is is raw files when a, a client asks me for that because then you can just change everything. Yikes. Uh, and I've had I had a couple of horror horror stories re- re- regarding that. So that was taken off the table unless she paid me lots and lots of money.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but yeah, I think that it's the, the secret is less celebrity friends and more just trying to engage a broader audience than your own, which then feeds into your audience and hopefully builds that. That audience will yeah. eventually don't have to ask anybody for anything.
1: Mm-hmm. It has an organic quality, but I would say I think that's what's changed when you talk about the generous nature of social media. There's no organic matter anymore. I think people are so aware of their piece in that um, pipeline. Yeah. You know, whether you're the purchaser, the consumer, the supporter, the model. You know producer or whatever else, like you know that is your job and then what do you get for it? It, It's kind of a a mindset shift in my opinion. And it it works in some ways because then, of course, you have the burgeoning world of um, self-directed, self-shot, in many cases, nude content from Mm -hmm. sex workers, which is making them a lot of money and bringing a lot of people enjoyment. But it Mm -hmm. does kind of squeeze out the more that title of photographer doesn't maybe carry the same value or weight as it once did yeah it's Um, definitely
0: a little diluted yeah but also I think in the same in the same time or at the same time we are entering this somewhat less charitable phase within social media we're also entering I think a real personality driven phase where it's more about who you are than how yeah, maybe so how
1: like digestible it's you access. are. Access mm-hmm. and with
0: me, you're not getting access. People sometimes think that they are, but you're not getting access to Joanna Angel. If I photograph her, you're just getting access to my photographs of her. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and I wonder um, too if, from the perspective of the of the purchaser or the supporter, the subscriber, if the photographer becomes one step away from this model or personality that they want to follow, like. Um, if it is a selfie, is it easy to look at the photo and imagine it's just you and the subject? Versus if it's very clearly, exactly what it is. yeah,
0: there's, a, there's a, uh, a a wall there that you, you can't, know what it is mostly that most most of us can't climb over.
1: It's it's a boner killer, is what it is. Oh, <laughs> Stop <laughs> being is such crazy. a boner
0: killer. Well,
1: sadly, that's not why i <laughs> pictures. Although
0: that is confusing for
1: many, <laughs> I'm not
0: making them for your
1: boner. <laughs> That is Making confusing.
0: For your, for your art boner, <laughs> your creativity boner. That's why I'm here. But your oh my boner God. boner needs to go somewhere.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna differentiate. You can do whatever you want, but you should ask first before you talk about it. That's all. Um, personal opinion. Um, well, actually, that's kind of an ideal way to to close it off in in some regards because we sort of went all the way around the world from where you started to where we are in this moment. And, and like you said, you are an optimist. So I don't, I don't think that you're poo pooing or things are like, um, talking down to anyone. I think you're just sharing your experience, which is so valid yeah, because just, yeah,
0: things, the zeitgeist changes constantly. The tricky thing is, do you want for me as a creator, do I want to change with the zeitgeist and start taking pictures of models in their bathrooms? That would probably get me more engagement and it would f- Fill my soul with oil. So that's a tricky one. because mm-hmm. uh, So well, for me, but I think this is, and this is, this is going to be another conversation we have, but I made a documentary about the creative process and creativity. And uh, one of the things that Grant Morrison says that really resonated with me is um, a lot of people try to chase fashion, the, whatever the fashion is or the zeitgeist is. And by the time they catch up to it, it's already changed so for me that's that 's how I like to think of it i don 't want to change what I do because what I do feeds my soul and the odds are that the universe will catch well it 's caught up to it already, but the the universe will rotate again and we 'll find ourselves in a cycle where it's people want to see those beautiful uh, versions of themselves and not just these like you know instagram filtered like butt bunny or hot garbage that is uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: for answer, no. oh so what? much what? hot what? garbage i mean some of it is hot some of it's but it's hot it's got gar- garbage though um well i mean i think i'm really looking forward to to sort of um synthesizing more data from um first i went to gdc and now i'm at a la nft event and i i want to kind of like see it take it home, chew on it for a little bit, and then continue to have these conversations with you because I think we are lacking a, a more vibrant ecosystem for people who want to work with self, uh, self-proclaimed self sex workers. Mm-hmm. Whether they're shooting porn or not, you know, we're all on this playing field now and, and, and playing for the same team. Yeah. Um, the idea that you have a scarlet letter because you shoot even a clothed sex worker is absurd. Um, but also, like... I think that fans and followers and, and subscribers and supporters are also missing the sort of glory days of joining communities that had shared values, not just shared wallets. Yeah. Yeah, Indeed. and so it's become very transactional for everyone. And and it's really working for some. And then for some of us, that isn't enough, and it doesn't feel good. And, and I think, you know, the, at least the small part of me that identifies as an artist, like, I have to have inspiration or i just don't want to do it and that's
0: yeah that, that for me at the end of the day that's how i'm always gonna feel if it's not feeding my soul i, I just don't i don't want to do it unless i eventually have to but even then i'll probably just i'd rather drive an uber you know what i mean like i would i'd rather do that than make kind of mediocre art if that makes sense
1: oh yeah don't be mediocre
0: so yeah i'd rather just go work in a bank and then i'll make great art for just me yeah. <laughs> and nobody will consume it and it will be fine
1: what are you gonna do? Well hey, boners.
0: There's probably some boners
1: on there. You know what? There are because the rest of Twitter end
0: boners because we almost ended it at Boners and then I kept talking.
1: <laughs> boners We're is one it. of my favorite things. Nope, I can't put that in there. That'll get me no end of shit. That's too bad. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I was gonna say also boners because crypto bros. A mm. lot of those on Twitter right now. God bless them. I would love it if they bought some NFTs and then they also bought your new book. Um, I will link how to find that book. And also, um, you mentioned Temple of Art. There's all the other projects that came before. They're in, like, smaller quantities, harder to find, but they're there. Yeah, they're
0: there. Temple of Art is still... Uh, the film is done I just have to figure out how to bring it out into the world like an adult kids that's the lesson you want to learn if you want to chase your dreams and be a full time artist don't worry about the money just worry about feeding that soul and if your soul is fed everything else will take care of itself boners I think yes <laughs> it'll and lead to your, boners
1: I have to stop talking about boners um okay
0: do you have the title for the podcast <laughs>
1: the boner episode again my patrons will know. Boners okay. That's going to catch me no end of shit. Um, A-okay. Lady boners are okay, too. <laughs> okay, I have to go now. <laughs> Thank you so much You're for right. recording this with me. I really always like talking to you. Me, too. Perfect. Okay, bye.
0: Subscribe to patreon.com backslash cupcake du jour
1: for more episodes and behind-the-scenes content. I like of, that there's just the two. Yeah. Just either really great or hoo-ha.